Yeah. What it is, what it do, people. Welcome back for episode four of the motherfucking Stoop Kids. I just want to say, you know what I mean? The sun's out. I'm in a good mood. I've been kind of um, sick, so you got part of my voice a little bit. But you know, it's been raining here in New York for the past five days. We finally got a sunny weekend. And today's a very special episode today. All right, we got uh, our first guest in the in the building, in the yes, room. Yes, it is. Whoop, whoop. You know what I mean? Oh, we finally got some hand claps. We got some hand claps, too? Oh, it's about yeah. to be a good day. It's about to be a good episode. All right, Drew, look at you. Yeah. Oh, okay, we on some shit today. I know how to work this thing a little bit. All right, all right. Well, let me get into it then. I'm your host, Cy. I'm Drew. And we have a special guest today, our first guest ever. Thank you for pulling up on the block, my love. Ooh, thank you, thank you. This is, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I don't want to mess up your name because, you know, I want all the therapist people to, to say you right. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Thank you so much. Well, my name is Nayela Warren. Or yes. everybody calls me Nye for short. On Instagram, it's Nye on Life. Yes. And I'm a marriage and family therapist. A marriage and family therapist, because I know I need that. I know a lot of you do, too. Drew, give, the, yes. give another hand clap, Drew. Give another. A marriage and family therapist. Oh, my God. Y'all are good. It's, 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 everybody needs that. Relationships is very hard, so. Talk, oh, talk about yeah. it. You in one. Talk about it, King. Uh, we, we good, but I'm on the spot. You know I, mean? I ain't chopping them on the spot. Let's get. Yeah, she does listen to this podcast, but oh, yeah, does she? We we good. We good. We don't. We we didn't reach those obstacles right now. Yeah, so. All right, but well, right. when you do, you know who to go to. Yeah. All right, young Nye. Mm-hmm. You are um one of some one of our oldest friends. We've known you for a while now. Yeah. It's I, been, what since we were like fifteen, sixteen. For me, at least, Drew knew for, you longer for, than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was on and off because, like, you didn't officially move on the block. You had family on the block. Right. So right. I see you, like, here and there, but, like, you always yeah. chill with the girls and listen to NSYNC and Backstreet Yeah, boys, I was so. I was a, a Bed-Stuy transplant. I was from Crown Heights, and then mm. my grandparents were in Bed-Stuy. So, I, you know, Crown Heights was a little too rough to be outside, especially my block. You was closer than me. So, you, was on, you was where I was yeah, at. Yeah, your block yeah. was hot, too. My, my block was you full had the of hot all, block. all the mess. Mm. I mean, it's, so, it's just still... My mom was like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. So, you moved on yeah. the, the nice... All right, relax. Nice it wasn't that block. nice. Relax, Chief. My block, Y'all my block was hot too when when she got over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Was situations. I don't think it was, it was as hot as Crown Heights was. It but, wasn't. It yeah. was not. It was much safer. So I was, nah, was, like, was different types of levels. Different levels. Crown Heights had all the drug dealers. Best yes. Side had all the gang bangers. That's so it that's was. A good it point. was different. Yeah, but um, I don't want to say the, the cross street. You know, yeah, nah, nah. But, don't say your cross streets. But uh, but if y'all for those of y'all who can't follow. That means uh, Nye was born and raised in Brooklyn. Right, yes. right. I mean, um, she's one of our oldest friends. And we're just going to let her sit here and tell you some more about herself. Um, who? Well, I mean, it's not, you kind of summed it up pretty good. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. I've been doing therapy for about five years. I started out doing addiction counseling first. Right, right. And I just got out of addiction counseling, and now I'm just working more so with young Women of color, men of color, um, specifically black. And, yeah, I'm working at Hill House right now as a practitioner with them, which has been amazing. And they have such a nice, like, healing community there. So I really like that. Okay, shout out Hill House. And where, what location is Are we that? doing shout outs? 
I mean, oh, she's she mentioned Hill House, okay. so you know, right. we're trying to promote her. All right. You know? Oh, I mean, it's on Fulton and Franklin, um, right in the heart of Bed. Well, now I won't say this the heart, but it's definitely a staple area if you know Brooklyn, Fulton Street and Ful- Fulton Street and Franklin Avenue. That's a big intersection. Yeah. There, so, All right. you know, I'm, now I'm glad we have you here, because mm-hmm. um, as far as I can remember, you've been always a, a therapist type in my life. You know, whether it's relationships, mental health, or whatever I'm oh, going through. So sweet. Yeah, relax. All right. Wow. <laughs> um, Let me not run with that compliment. All right. Hit you with the compliment. Like, I chill, chill, chill. <laughs> like, you know, don't, I can't don't relax. I got All an right. image to maintain. I can't be too nice on here. You know what I mean? I can't have people thinking, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But for as long as I can remember, you know, you've been helpful in, in moving my life forward. And for as long as I can remember, you also want to be a therapist. Yeah. So let's get into it. What made you want to be a therapist? So I actually, at first I was not interested in therapy. I was trying to do fashion design. And so I went to high school for fashion. Mm, remember them days? Shout out to yeah. fashion. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, yeah. We used to yeah. pull up over there. Uh, oh yeah. no, don't say we. <laughs> don't say we. Yeah, I made a part party. I, I went over there a few times, but not Large that. female population. Mm. Um, so yeah, I started doing that. And then I liked fashion. I liked being creative. I liked drawing. Mm. Um, I liked sewing, but I just, when you're going to a school with other people who are doing what you want to do, you see the passion difference. And I did not have the same passion that Mm. like a lot of my friends had for it. Mm. I just did not, I didn't see that for me, but I spent a lot of time talking to everybody about their problems. And I was like, well, if this was (laughs) a job, (laughs) I was like, if this was a job, what kind of job would it be? And I was like, oh, a therapist. Okay. And it was really just that. (laughs) Like so, it, it it went to, it went it came to you like quickly or it did. I was so we were preparing for our big fashion show. When you get to senior year, you do like the big big thing, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like sewing all my stuff, and it was fun. The experience in itself is fun, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, these girls are really like they really care. Like, yeah. and I just did not have it. I had friends who were like making other people's prom dresses, like. From different states, like and you sitting like, next don't to hit me. me, and I was like, "Don't hit me for that at all." I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to pass. I'm just trying to get out <laughs> of this just, class. I'm just trying to get this A, whatever it is. Graduate. I'm just, I'm just trying to get what I can get and be out. And I realized that I spent most of my time talking to everybody. Everybody came to me asking me about my opinion. They just wanted to always talk to me. So. I was like, well, if this was a job, what kind of job would it be? I guess it was a therapist. Wouldn't I was like, pay a lot? well, let's see, that, you know. I feel that's very great that you, like, because most people really don't know, like, like with certain jobs, you think, oh, this can't be a real job. Like, because mm. it, it came to you easy. Yeah. So it was like, then you think about it like, oh, yeah, oh, I, I can get paid doing this. Right. I know. And you recognize that so early <laughs> right. in the game. Yeah. A lot of us don't recognize that till shoot. Even after cause they don't recognize it. You yeah. learned that early and you've been sticking to it since. I know, yep. which is crazy. But what was funny is I thought that because I was like always like the go-to person that when I started doing it, it was going to be easy. And when I took my first psych class, we did like a mock therapy and I did awful. Like I was the first one to volunteer and the first one to do everything wrong. Oh, you you was feeling yourself. Like, nope. You was, you was feeling nope, yourself. Nope. You don't do that and you don't do this and you don't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So... It was wrong, but I didn't think that I still shouldn't be doing it. I was just like, oh, I, maybe I just thought being a therapist was a different thing. It's a learning curve, right? You yeah. learn. You're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I talked to everybody, and now I'm going to school, and it's like, 
Oh, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. <sighs> All right, so yes. teach me the way, sir. Right. And it's been like that, like, throughout my time learning like a lot of the time all the things that you learn just from working it's a lot of like teaching you what not to do mm. so you know it's very humbling that's, that's why sure. i always believe like the best way to learn things at least for me i've been through experience i'm a trial yeah. and ever type person yeah like even when it comes to my relationships i'm a type of person guy you know what I mean? I got touched the fire and get burnt first. You know what I mean? Yeah, you did more than touch the fire. So I touched the... No, no, no. You, no, no. Drew, we're not going to start that. Okay. dived in that motherfucking fire. And then I got burnt. Yeah, Pause. Third, I'm not third, burning, but I got burnt. Third third. degree burns. Yeah. But experience is a good teacher. I mean, that's... That's been my whole life, though. Yeah. Through work, through relationships. And you know what's funny? I've been known to be a hard-headed person. Oh, really? Just a little bit. <laughs> But you are, you and probably one other person, maybe two other people, are the only people that I really listen to. Like, when I ask you for something, I take your opinion to heart. Like, if I have an issue in my relationship or in my real life and you say, do this, down a third, I really try to exercise that to the best of my abilities. Mm. And I think that's, that's what makes you such a good therapist. The fact that you can sit there and listen to people and have that type of influence on somebody, especially like me. Because yeah. I don't listen to no <laughs> Well, I think in like, fact, when people do me tell me to do things, I literally do the opposite just because I feel like <laughs> you shut the hell up. Nobody asked you. Well, I think it's different when you ask for advice. You do usually you respect the person's opinion or you think that they know something about what you're going through. So I think that already changes it as opposed to people just randomly giving you advice just because you told them a situation. You're like, I didn't really ask for that, but, you know, I appreciate it. So I think that that was really nice of you to say that, first of all. So thank you for that. Stop giving me compliments on here, please. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's let's, another one of my issues. I don't have to respond to compliments. Let's, let's, ma- let's maintain so, so, um, your... All right. Since you, all right, you said you went to school, well, college for be a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So what was your first gig, therapy gig? Um. Well, I would say that it was when I was working with um, high school kids in Harlem. Okay. I would say that that was now that was not like clinical therapy, but I think that oh we was, we we know yeah, yeah once but, <laughs> but I teaching think that, kids yes I think that was like the first time I got to understand like the impact of like a relationship like mm-hmm. an intimate relationship but a platonic relationship like obviously I'm not like with my high school kids in that way. So I don't mean intimate in that way, but like intimate in that people share like really personal or deep things with you Mm -hmm. and like to see how that unfolds and how that can affect people. That I think was the first time I realized like, Oh, wait a minute. There's really something to this. Like my students were going through a lot of different things and I didn't really realize it until I would like, I had like a, a group for all of like my girls and my boys And I would, like, have these little, like, icebreakers for them. But they would all be about, like, personal, like, emotional things that they're going through. And, like, the first time I ever did it, the whole room bust out in tears. Every single person in it. It was like a ricochet effect. And they're all high school kids? And they were in high school. You made them cry? They were crying. I didn't make them cry, but they were crying. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, they all, like, ran out the class. Like, some of them, like, ran out because they didn't want people to see them cry. But that was, like, an accident. Mm. I wasn't even studying therapy then. Like, that was before I even got into my master's program. So that was, so what, that was a bachelor's like time? A, bachelor? Yeah, the, that was like right after those, my bachelor's. That's right after your bachelor's. That's yeah. your first job out of college. Right. But everybody at my job knew that's what I was going to do because I was in the process of applying to school. Okay. And, yeah, it was it was really interesting. And you just kind of stuck. What, what kind of therapist are you again? 
Marriage and family. Marriage and family. It's funny because I know when you first started, your goals were to be a sex therapist. Yeah. Now, it does having an impact on kids like that, like you just had mentioned, mm-hmm. did that help shape you to what you are now? To be like, all right, you know what? I really like the impact I had on these kids. I feel like I really did something. I feel like I really helped them. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is my calling. Maybe I should move this way instead of that way. You know what? That just made me realize that I really did want to like help people in like a mental and emotional way. But I was still going to pursue sex therapy at that time. The only reason I did marriage and family therapy first is because I felt like I should have a background on relationships first before I move into the sex sector. So Mm. I assumed that a lot of the people that I was going to be working with about their sexual issues was going to be, they were going to be in relationships. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just go here first, get the background, and then jump into, you know, doing sex therapy by itself. But now that I'm like done with that part, I don't even know if I'm going to still pursue sex therapy because marriage or family therapy, couples, this is just so interesting, so... And I, I, I will say, personally, knowing you, I like that room for you. I can see you really thriving mm-hmm. heavily in that. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. Mm. All right, I'm sorry. No more compliments, because yes. I know you got you to keep your street cred. So uh, not. It's not even street cred, but, like, <laughs> I got an image. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Now, that being said, do you work for a company, or you own your own practice? <clears throat> So I am an independent contractor for Hill House, okay. which means I serve all of the people and the people who um, come to Hill House looking for therapy. If I'm one of the therapists that they can get there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I want you to because I got a little confused there because I know you opened your own practice, mm-hmm. but then you mentioned Hill House, so that's yes. the way that works. Right. So under so I'm just an independent contractor. So that means my business I have to have that already set up. I just utilize their space and I get to serve their community. Ah, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So let's talk about this now mm-hmm. because you are an independent, independent contractor. Right. And you used to work somewhere else. Right. So you left your, your what, regular job, which I would say, yeah. nine to five to yep. open up your own practice. Yes, to expand that role. Yeah. All right. So talk about that transition. How was that for you? Um, that was hard because addiction counseling is very, very difficult. And the population that I was working with, I was working with mostly homeless men and homeless women um, with moderate to severe mental health issues um, and a long history of addiction. My average client would have like 15 plus years as an addict. So this like, is a whole, this is a whole 360, whole, whole different, different thing. And so okay. that's where I started. So it was, it already started on a very like, it's a very difficult so, so job that, sometimes. So that was the, the job after the school. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I jumped right into that after that. That's a heavy thing to jump into right after dealing with children. High school yes. students and then you addiction. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting transition. But what's funny is a lot of people who struggle with things like addiction or mental health issues and it's not treated or like they have trauma or things like that, it gives you arrested development. So some mm. people are really functioning from a 15-year-old, 16-year-old place. So it's very mm. interesting that I can have a male client that's 50 years old but still process the world like a 17-year-old. Right, right. So it seemed to prep me, you know, serendipitously, shall we say. So role. were you scared? You said you were very, was it a scary process to be like, all right, I'm going to leave this, this steady paycheck here mm-hmm. 
and go open up my own practice. Because that's a, that's a big thing to do. Because one, you don't even have clients yet. Right. I mean, you do now, but I'm talking about at the time when you did that, you didn't have clients yet. Well, so you had to put your, it all on faith. Well, at the time I did. So I was doing like three different jobs at that time. Oh, okay. So I was doing my like regular, like nine to five in addiction. And then I started working with Hill House and I was taking my clients on Saturday mornings. Okay. And then I would do my second side hustle job and like just do that Saturday evening and then on Sunday. Okay. And so I was working just seven days a week. I was building up, building up. And then I noticed that I was getting a lot of clients with Hill House, so much so that I was having to like just, I couldn't even see people every week, even though they wanted to see me. I couldn't see them that often because all I had was that Saturday. And I started taking people on Thursday nights. So I would get off work at 6.30 to go meet my client by 7.30, or I would do like a Monday night. And then my job was getting just like, it was just time to go because things were, it was just moving in that direction. Mm. And, and then you know, you always, you always, you know yeah. I'm glad you knew it was time to go. Cause some people still be holding on. I was holding fact. on for a long time because it's very scary to go from yeah. like your very <laughs> steady paycheck to being like it's just gonna be based on people showing up. It's kind of like right. I cannot tell but, Con Edison that I my client hey, canceled. Hey, but like, you you did it right though. Like I because you I didn't I didn't know you was like doing a Hill House also like mm-hmm. for a few days. So like you kind of mm-hmm. warmed yourself, got your foot wet there. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, once you know, like, oh, I'm kind of done with. Let me move on, and then let me just. I'm I'm already here, so all right, just give me more hours, and yeah. and, and like, I'll get more clients because you already had a lot of clients, but you mm-hmm. couldn't. You had like a certain schedule to yeah. work with, so so now you like you full time, right? Right. So it's, you know it's perfect. So now you'll probably get even more clients. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, which I'm is glad good. you said that because you know. I think it's important for a lot of entrepreneurs, no matter what you're doing, to understand that it's okay to invest on yourself and take that leap. Mm-hmm. Like, but just have a plan. You know what I mean? Like, yes. build your um, build your clientele. You can. It's okay to still work and then work for yourself. Like, do your nine to five, mm-hmm. but work on yourself five to nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then make that transition slowly and slowly. No one is time to leave. Mm-hmm. When it's time to just when you build up your clientele, you build stack your bread. Just be like, you know what? I'm gonna take a leap of faith right here. If you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Only one way to find out if it works or not is to take that shot, baby. Yeah, and I didn't even feel like I was that prepared. Like it, when I say it out loud, it sounds like I was prepared, but I really was not. I was just like, it feels like it's time, and I just got to make a faith-based decision and not do you know like go on fear with this and just see what happens. And then when I did it, it just felt like it was the right decision. Like I don't feel like I really like I just got like two days off a week, like. Just like last week, okay. and like, but this week I'm working every single day, even still. So it don't feel like my life has stopped. My my schedule has changed, and I have more like freedom, which I really like. But it doesn't feel like anything has stopped yet. I don't think it's really hit me yet. So maybe I'll have a breakdown next week. My very stable job. No, I'm just right. kidding. No, well, it's you good. Know. It's good. It feels right. Well, that's good because you know. Uh, like you said, you work seven days out the week, the whole way through. Yeah. Sacrifices, people. Sacrifices is the name of the game. Okay? <laughs> if you want what you really want, you know what you want, you want to go get it, you got to make sacrifices. A lot of people are scared to make that sacrifice now, or just don't got the drive to make that sacrifice. Now, if you want to make a sacrifice, don't don't go to your job on Monday. Oh, no, no. Wait, hold on now. Pull a Jerry Maguire. Don't, I'm not don't, telling you how to do that. We ain't telling you to do that. Wait, don't I say, definitely ain't telling you to do that. Cause I want you no, to say, no. well, I heard the podcast and Drew and Sai was like, <laughs> if you you strive, you want to strive to do what you want to do, 
then you just got to go for it. And I ain't paying nobody bills, so <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, and if, yeah, you, no. live, if you live in New York, I ain't, yeah, I'm, no. I don't no. care where you live. You can live in fucking South Carolina, Alaska. I ain't paying nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know. No, yeah, I would just say that that's it's, it's definitely a decision that you got to make with time. I'm a very yeah, spiritual just, person, so everything for me spiritually was like, leave, go, stop, you playing. We done told you this months ago, <laughs> leave, like, what you doing? So when I did, it was like, yes, duh, <laughs> like we've been yeah, telling just, you. Like you, you planned it perfectly. Like the plan worked perfectly for you. Like I, like I said, other people might just be like, yeah, I want to do this. Might have a little, they might have dived in it a little bit on what mm-hmm. they want to do. And then they just quit the other job. And then the the job, the thing that they want to do doesn't work out. And right. then it's like, you don't want to go back to the job. You just quit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to welcome back. We knew you wasn't going <laughs> to. And you, you got to keep a steady head, people. Because me and Drew, we both know somebody that that was uh, taking leaps on faith. And every week they would get a job. And every week mm, they would quit that job. Yeah. And we'd be like, um, I don't think you can just keep doing that. <laughs> but everybody's journey is very different. Everybody's like, journey is definitely really different. It really is. Like some people like. For somebody, like, maybe that is a faith-based decision. Maybe that's their way of figuring out what's going to work for them. But I, I you guess. just got to get into your groove. Like, whatever your groove is, if that means doing that, then do that. If that means waiting, then that means waiting. But just All gotta, I'm saying, you know, whatever you do, you don't make it based off what you heard here. <laughs> no, you can listen to us, but like we said before, <laughs> don't go to work on Monday and pull a Jerry Maguire and just quit. Like, just plan, plan it accordingly and you know <laughs> but i'm sure that's very cathartic though like to just walk in a job that you really hate and be like oh i think back. about it every that day. i really <laughs> wanted my exit to be that like grand but it kind of was grand though because but, it was grand but i'm not going to tell you why because i think yeah it was grand it was pretty grand but it wasn't like disrespectful and it wasn't because of me and it wasn't because of anything but it was yeah no, no, no screaming. I'm out, bitch. Yeah, like, none of that. None of that. No, I gave my, my two weeks and I was letting uh, my clients know. Classy, like, classy. You did put right. I'm yeah. sick. I don't ever show up. Plus the class. I actually got in trouble, though. Wait, what? I got in Wait, trouble. Now I want to take it back. What the fuck? Yeah, you mean? No, Wait, hold on, hold on, Chief. When I gave him my two weeks, my supervisor came like a few days later and was like, you should have gave a month's notice. I was like, Whoa. Um, where they do that at? That's in the I policy? Guess it doesn't matter now because I already yeah, 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 yeah. You bounced. But I was telling my clients early on, so they, they knew what was coming. Okay, all right. So that, it was oh, important they, they for had to, to They had to know. keep it on the hush. Like, shh, don't, about to, about no, to they didn't have to keep it on the hush. I was just prepping them to let them know because, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, Changing you, therapists is, is very difficult. Have you oh, been with no, some? So I wanted yeah. them to know more. That, that's like everything. a relationship, too, in itself. Yeah, you know, it is. It is. Especially like doctors and stuff. I remember yeah, my doctor rough. retired. I was like, dang, really? I know you was old and stuff, but come <laughs> on, come on, baby. I felt that way about my accountant this tax season. Oh my God. I felt that way about my primary care doctor. It was my pediatrician my whole life. And then next thing you know, Oh, I, was I remember like, when I when I um I grew um my pediatrician. I was like, excuse oh, yeah, me. That's, that's the fuck you mean. You can't take <laughs> me anymore. <laughs> what? I'm thirteen, <laughs> nigga. What? Now you're too old for me. Can't, can't. <laughs> fuck you, sir. It's not, it's not, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I, no. I saw my pediatrician until I was like 17. No, even more than that. To, like when I got ready to go to college and then he oh, like. Oh, no. Nah. When I hit like I that 13, 16. Years, he like. Not 13. He retired. Like, it was over for me. Good oh, for you. It's messed up. Shout out to Dr. Corpus. He was amazing. Man, yo. Yeah, that, that was kind of heartbreaking fun to get a new doctor. It is rough. But wait. All right. So now. Mm-hmm. You're a relationship therapist. Boom. 
You done, uh, you done went through um, serving the community with these high school kids. Right. You done served the, the drug addicts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The, addiction, man. Addiction. I was trying. Addiction. That's say what you addiction. hear for you, the vocabulary, man. Addiction. They I ain't say addiction. Like Don't say the, the druggies. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't say some, that. No, some people do identify as addicts, and that's fine. That's common in the rooms. Shout out to AA and NA. All that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now you serving up um, relationship advice. Mm-hmm. So what's your demographic like? Let's talk about it. Because um, you're around our age group. You're in the what? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, yeah, you're around the age group. You backstroking, swimming in the air. You're around. I'm somewhere so, in there. So, so what's your age, your demographic like? Um, Honestly, most of my clients now are anywhere from, I have a, a kind of a gap. I have early 20s, um, black women. And then I have late 20s to early 40s black women. So mm. it is a big sort of thing. I haven't, interestingly enough, I haven't taken on any male clients just yet, but most of the clients I used to work with were all males. So I think it's an interesting transition. Mm. So it's interesting to work with men from, from women. So That's cool. cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of interested because, you know, um, you're a black female. Yeah. So I'm, I just had this conversation um, with one of my friends recently because I was seeking a therapist. Mm-hmm. And... He sent me a list of people in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and the areas in Brooklyn. And next to them, he has stars next to them. He's like, the ones with the stars are the ones that have black therapists. Mm. And it was funny. When I was looking, I didn't really even process that. I didn't, I didn't even think about it until he said it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? That might be something I'm I, I'm interested in, like looking for, as opposed to like a, a white or Asian or Hispanic person. I, might, yeah. I didn't even think about, maybe I should be looking for a black therapist for me. Yeah. A lot of my clients, like, told me that they chose me because of one, some of my, like my, just my perspective on therapy and spirituality, but also because I'm a black woman, like most of them were seeking a black female therapist, which yeah, you could, is amazing. Could probably relate a little bit. Of course. Yeah. You know. And it's very different from like what people usually would have gone for <laughs> in therapy. Like therapy was a very white male dominated sort of situation right. for a really, really long time. So now that that is like changing it's great. It was frowned upon in the black community for a long time oh, to be yeah. a black to even seek out therapy. And I'm Absolutely. I'm I'm shocked now that uh you said you get a lot a lot of uh men. Uh, well, clients. no, she said she used to get men. Yeah, used a to, lot of male clients no. I used to work with before. Yeah. So, uh, is it more is more women black yeah. women than okay? Mm-hmm. So they're all women right now. Yeah, right now all my clients are women. About how many clients do you have right now? Um, I would say anywhere from like twelve and probably by next week like thirteen. And also twelve and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, you getting monies out here, huh? Yo, don't be counting her money, man. I'm just don't trying to get. Hey. I'm just trying to have brunch hey. on shelves. Hey, because you don't want people to. Oh, you you not? Uh, can I hold? Can I hold twenty? <laughs> Look, I already told you I can't pay that light bill. You, no, I'm just saying she don't. She don't want to pay nobody else light bill. She, right. she just paying hers. Well, you know, I'm I'm not exactly rolling in dough just yet because I do try to make therapy affordable um, for people. I'm a practitioner that does not accept insurance right now so my clients mm. pay me out of pocket oh. so i usually do like a income-based sort of rate kind of okay. situation for okay. people okay so um yeah so i'm not rolling in dough so, just so yet, like what, what's the I'm process sure. on you trying to get like the insurance to kick in 
So I'm on the fence about it. While insurance would make it more, even more affordable for people, insurance comes with one a lot of paperwork. And for me, oh, I'm doing this by myself. I don't oh, have a dealer. You. I don't have a got receptionist. You. I don't have none of that. I would have to do all of that. You want to intern? So that would be. I mean, at some point, I think I know somebody. I know somebody that needs some work. I know somebody needs some work too, and she'll do it for love. <laughs> Well, oh, we, we on the job. We, we on the same, same page. page. Yeah, we know what we about. We just seen that person not too long ago. I mean, I think if it really starts expanding that much and starts growing and getting that big, then yes, I'm going to have to do all of those things. Well, you know but, who to go um, to. Yes, you know. Yeah, insurance, it comes with a lot of red tape to a lot of different things that um, a lot of practitioners really don't want to deal with, so... Mostly it's about diagnosing people. Insurance, you have to have a diagnosis. Like you have okay. to identify like this is wrong and that's why you gotta pay for this. Mm. And a lot of people don't want to have a diagnosis on them if they just go on for, to therapy for like personal development, character development, little feelings of anxiety that are pretty typical for people. Mm-hmm. They don't right. want to be labeled a particular mental health diet. You know, they don't want to have that. So, And that's what separates you from, what, psychologist, psychiatrist, is it? No, that's just why I'm on the fence about working with insurance companies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted you to break down the difference between what a therapist is and what a psychiatrist is. Am I saying it right? Yeah. So there's three different things. So there's a psychiatrist, and psychiatrists can prescribe medication. And that's pretty much one of their main functions. Mm. They can also provide therapy, but their main thing is to see what's happening within the mind and the body, and then prescribe a medication that's going to actually help to address it. Mm, So they got the drugs. Right. Mm, Push them in. A psychologist, like a clinical psychologist, they are also... Most of them doctors, all of them doctors, they are the ones that can do like assessments on people. Like they're the ones that would like, let's say somebody is like a sociopath. They would be the person that like gives them a, what do you call it? Like an assessment or a test to identify that. They're the ones that can like give you a real hardcore diagnosis. Psychiatrists can do that as well, obviously. Um, So they're the ones that do that. And therapists are... Anybody who's a marriage and family, mental health counselor, licensed clinical social worker, all of those are considered therapists, and um, they deal with the social, emotional, and mental part of it. But we just don't prescribe medication, and we don't give formal diagnosis. We can give a provisional diagnosis. So that means that if we think something is going on, we can say, this is what we think is happening with you. So it seems like you might have generalized anxiety disorder. You should get that confirmed mm. by a psychiatrist. What does that okay. even mean? That just means that a lot of things make you anxious. Mm. Like you know, like it depends on it's different levels of anxiety. Some people mm-hmm. just like freak out and just be in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like people will cry if it could be the little things. Like if you see it, you be like, why? Why is this person doing it? But it's it's something that triggers them. So, yeah, so the, I yeah, feel like everybody piece. in some different Every, shape yeah, everybody has some. Like I said, that's why I said it's levels. Like your anxiety will probably be different than my anxiety or Nyla's the anxiety. levels of it, right? Everybody experiences anxiety. Everybody experiences levels of I won't say depression, but sadness. Everybody experiences every emotion, but everybody experiences <laughs> it in different, you know, at different levels and at different severities. And some there's some cases where anxiety is situational where anybody would be anxious. Mm-hmm. Let's say like you don't have enough money to pay your rent and you're anxious. Anybody would be anxious about that. Right. Um, but anxiety that is more problematic is like 
scared to leave the house, right? Like things yeah, that's real like problematic. That, that can be that impacts your daily life. So it's more severe than like situational. But situational can make you, you know, feel fearful too and have panic attacks and all kind of stuff. It, it's funny because I, I I do have anxiety issues mm-hmm. and being in the field of entertainment that I'm in, people a lot of people apparently I don't know if they they haven't picked up on it. But they say, we don't see that from you. I'm like, yeah, I hide it well. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. I hide a lot of things well. So mind your business. Yeah. So like, especially like, all right, so like when I was 19, I started my own business mm-hmm. in entertainment, throwing parties and mm-hmm. concerts and um, it was SRK. Mm-hmm. I did it with Drew and a few other people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when they all used to be out partying heavy, mm-hmm. I used to go to all the parties, but I used to stay in the background. Yeah. Around the money. You know what I mean? Watching, just watching things. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, so, um, yo, come on, let's turn up. I'm like, I'm not really a turn up type. I don't like mm-hmm. all that type of attention on me. Yeah. Like, cra- big crowds make me nervous. Right, right, You know what right, I mean? I, yeah. like, I don't like crowds. I don't like people. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, y- y'all already know I don't like people. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. <laughs> just a reminder yeah. for the listeners. So it's, just, it's just kind of interesting for me to be in that field and have to deal with those issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times I was going through it. A lot of people didn't know. right. Right. So I got like a big anxiety issue mm-hmm. and like it's always been a thing for me. Yeah. But it's weird because I be in all these places. You know what? It's probably just because you have learned to adjust to those scenarios. You may still feel the feelings, but you're able to navigate and cope. And that's really what you want to be able to do. Mm. Sometimes you can't necessarily get rid of what triggers you. You just learn how to cope with the trigger better. And so that says a lot about how how severe your struggle with anxiety is or not. Okay, okay. Yeah. <coughs> now, it's funny that you're sitting up here giving me advice. <laughs> <laughs> because there was a time where, you know, I was like, oh, she's going to school for therapy. Mm-hmm. Yay, I got me a free therapist now. Ooh, yeah, I got me see? a therapist. See how the yeah. homies do you? Yeah. See how the homies do you? Yeah, but then people think that. You sent me down. He's like, well, Sai, I can't be a therapist. I... Is it is it a legal thing? Um, it's an ethical thing. Ethically, you can't be your friend's therapist. Yeah, no. So you can't give us no. You can give us Shelly like nigh advice, but you can't give right. us therapist nigh advice. Absolutely not. No, you can't be the therapist to people that you know already intimately or even past a certain point. Like you can't be your friend's therapist. You can't be a family therapist. You can't be anyone that like can't be your partners. You can't be anybody's. All you can be to them is you. Your and, friend, yeah. Right, that's it. Because you are not, you're officially biased. You know too much. You have an investment in some of their decisions. And you can't give, you can't say that what you're giving them is neutral advice. Because you know them already. You have a stake in their success in the way that I don't with the rest of my clients. I don't know my clients personally. I don't, their decisions won't impact me in any kind of level. So I can truly be as neutral as I can. <laughs> Not to say that you can't have biases with people that you interact with. You might mm-hmm. have some of your own stuff that comes up and therapists have to work through that with their supervisors or talk about it with other therapists to make sure that they still stay neutral, but you can't do that with people that you know. So you do you sign like an ethical clause or something <clears throat> like that? No, it's just, I mean, if you want to practice the right way, there's just things that you're not going to do. I feel you. I feel you. And that's funny to me because... As well as you know me, you're not very much neutral when it comes to me. But exactly. I guess that's because you're, um, I don't know. <laughs> you, when I'm being, you know, when I'm not 
being my best self, you're not afraid to tell me that, Sai, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't never going to be shit. All right? And see, I can tell you that, but I can't tell my client that. I can say, Sai, look, some ain't right. Drew, look, some ain't right, but I can't. I can tell my clients that, but I can't tell my clients they're not going to be shit. That would just... Yeah, you, you're going to you know. get fired. <laughs> yeah, like nobody... Want, I mean, some people don't mind hearing that from their therapist. I don't work that way. Mm, so you're the nice therapist. I wouldn't say nice because I'm still telling be you the truth. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to tell you the truth. And the truth hurts. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. But I'd rather hear the truth than um a bunch of lies. Yeah, no, that don't help nobody to be telling lies. It just don't. And you mm. got to think that like a therapist typically is seeing things and has to tell people the things that other people in their life can't tell them or is having a hard time telling them. And if you are coming in the room like already not like if you trying to just be nice, then you're not going to be helpful to them or the people in their lives. Mm. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. So now let me ask you this therapist lady. <laughs> Now you done went from um again saving the children. <laughs> okay. Okay. To saving a few addicts. Mm-hmm. To saving a few relationships. <laughs> Got it. What do you take away from all this? Like what do you take away from being a therapist? Mm, what do you mean? Like what do I get out of the What work? do you get out this whole process? Like what is what is this to you? Like do you think hmm. you can keep going like this? You know what? Like, cause think about it. They say a lot of therapists need therapy. Mm-hmm. So is this fulfilling to you? Like helping other people? Like you listen to people's issues every day. Mm-hmm. I don't even like being surrounded by anybody every day. Like I don't hear everybody's issues. I like to be by myself. <laughs> I like to be alone. I don't care about what you're going through unless you're really close to me. Like and I'm like, how severe is this? Like are you about to die or can we talk about this tomorrow? So like what do you yeah. take away from this? Like what do you get from being a therapist? To be honest, for me, the work is fulfilling. I feel like I feel good when I know that someone is really taking away from their interactions that we have in therapy. Like if people walk away with more insight into themselves or are able to figure out a different way to solve a problem or walk away with like a different way to see something, like I feel like that makes an impact in their life. But it's also like, it's just a space that people can have just for them. And I don't think people really understand that, that like it's only about you. And there's not a lot of places where people have that. Like everyone is in something that is also about somebody else. Right. And therapy is just about you. So, and for a lot of people that's uncomfortable because they're not used to that at all. They're like in the room and they're like quiet. Cause they're like, uh, so what do I say? I'm like, whatever you want. And they're like, Oh, this is hard. I'm like, it it is but you got to be comfortable with that yeah. or learn to be comfortable with that but <laughs> so i think it's fulfilling in that way do i think i can do therapy for the rest of my life no cuz i never saw myself doing that um oh you I plan think, on retiring huh yeah at one point cuz i have other things that i want to do and therapy is like is great and it's beautiful and i like it but i don't know that i i can't see myself doing it until like i'm 65 i also think that like I want to like explore different things or different, you know, different skills that I might have. But for right now and for as long as I can see it, I think it definitely will be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question. Um, since you worked at you, you're working at Hill House now, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what is uh, 
how is it a way you build up your clients? Like, do you do uh, workshops or group sessions so, to promote yourself? No, usually all of my referrals come through, like, people who already work at Hill House. So a lot of them will be like, oh, you looking for a therapist? Oh, great. I know a therapist. Go to Nye. She could do this. Okay. And that's been really, really great to be a part of that. And it's really humbling because that they they really want people to work with me because they, I guess they, you know, they like the work that I do. Oh, it's funny because I mentioned you to my sister and she's like, oh, I, got, I might have to go check you out. Check her out. Yeah, see, like, that is just, like, spontaneous stuff that I can't, like, whatever. But I really haven't, even though I've only been, I've been working with them for, like, several months now. But I haven't really started promoting myself. So I'm waiting to get my website together, which should oh, be dropping wait. by next mm. week. Website alert. Mm, drop them jewels, baby. Yes. Yes. Talk about so it. Website my, my coming website next week. will be dropping next week, hopefully. What's it, it going to be called? It's going to be co. Mm, okay. So I'm gonna do that, and then I think by then I'm gonna really just be promoting for people to just come to me. But a lot of people find me on Instagram. Oh, what's a lot your, of your handle? DM me. Yeah. Say that again. Say At that again. On life. Okay. So people DM me. They're always like trying to see like how they can get connected. A lot of people have DM me through my Instagram, um, and book sessions and phone consultations like that. So. So you do phone consultations moving. as well? Yeah, I do phone consultations first. Oh, okay. Yeah, and just then... to see if it's a. A good match just to see if, like, whatever you're struggling with, I can actually help with. Okay. So that way you don't get all the way in the room and then you say something and I'm like, oh, it's not really my expertise. <laughs> so, you need okay. somebody else. So that's how this works. There's a prerequisite, <laughs> like, all right, there's a prerequisite course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do that just to make sure that it's going to work first. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. That's smart. I feel you because I don't want it's you to sit up there wasting my damn time and I got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no refunds. That's true. Right. That's true. Yes, I, I That's do. cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad because I really want to bring you in here because, like I said, before, we said before, Black um, therapists and black therapy in the black community is something that's fairly new to us. Mm -hmm. And even me, now that I'm seeking out my own, which I probably should have been doing a long, long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my, one of my biggest issues with it was um, comfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I'd be having some, some wild things to say, some wild <laughs> thoughts in my head. I'm like, this person might try to lock me away. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a scary thing to be sitting up there telling somebody about yourself and you don't know what they're talking, what's going on through their head, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. they're writing down. Right, like, this right. person might think I'm a whole nutcase and try to send me out this motherfucker for, <laughs> for the rest of my life. They might try to do me in. Right, but you know what's crazy is that I've even had, to be honest, I've had clients, like, especially black male clients that I worked with who told me some really, like, deep things. They didn't want to tell me because I was a black woman. They felt more comfortable telling a white man certain things because they felt like I was going to judge them because they feel like in the community, which it can be a thing, that you people feel very judged. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, so there were things that they would tell me, like, to be honest, I didn't even want to tell you that because I thought you were going to judge me. Or I thought you were going to look at me differently and that. So those things all come in there. And it's so interesting to see all the things that people bring into the room with them and the things that people think about you and the things that people don't say or do say because you're there. So it's it's interesting. It tells you a lot about the person. Okay. But to, to be clear, like, you just don't take on black clients, okay? Right, right, So right. white people, Asian people, Hispanics, whatever you may be, feel free to DM her if you need some help. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? She don't discriminate. Right, right. Absolutely. All Takes right. all colors. <laughs> so how do you feel about this long-term um, stigma out there that's been out there that therapists need therapists? Like, y'all all uh, might be a little bit nuts yourself, so that's why y'all interact with people so well. So... I don't I don't like the idea that people sort of 
trivialize it in that way and make it seem like all therapists are crazy. Now, I will be the first to say that there are a lot of people who get into the field for the wrong reasons. And they come into it not really ready to do the work and not really ready to do it ethically. And they just do it because it's a big power dynamic in that room. Yeah. And they kind of want to just play God a little bit, being able to like influence people's thoughts and emotions and minds. And that's not... And those people need help. Yeah, and those are the people who need help, seriously. So you can't like go into it with that. And if you ever feel like whoever you're dealing with has that, then you got to get away from them because they are not trying to Can you to report you. them? Yeah, you can report them. Absolutely. That's unethical, right? That is unethical. Okay. Office of the professions, you definitely file a report, a complaint, or whatever, and do that. You said office of the professions? Mm-hmm. That's the place you go to? That's in New York State, yeah. Oh, okay. Every other state should have their own way, but New York State, office of the professions, and you file a complaint, you report all that, because that's not what you should be doing. Your therapist should not be flirting with you. Your therapist should not be trying to go out with you. Like, that's mm, clear yeah. You know what? Oh, you know what? You ever seen um, you? Was it you? Yeah, it was you. It was you. You seen you on Netflix? No, I didn't, but I you heard about it. You should check that out. Yeah, that shit got wild. I'm not going to even tell you. Yeah. Well, you go watch it. We're going to talk about it. All, <laughs> all right, right. That all shit right. got wild. Yeah, no. So, yeah, that kind of stuff. But so, yeah, some people who get into it for those reasons, they definitely need therapists. But it's good for a therapist to have a therapist because you want to be able to process some of the things that may come up for you. You might have clients that may trigger things in you. Like, <laughs> so you want to be able to talk that out and figure out, one, can you continue working with this person? Can you be neutral despite this? If you can't, then who are you going to give them to? Like, you got to be, you know, responsible. Mm. Well, speaking of which, what do you do like if you have that type of situation? Let's say somebody might say something that made you uncomfortable. <clears throat> like, you have to keep that to yourself, right? Yeah. You can't be like, well, I got to call the cops on this nigga. Well, the only time you have to breach confidentiality is if anybody says they're going to kill somebody else, they're going to kill themselves, or there's a child that's being neglected or abused or in danger. Those are the only times that you have to say anything. Well, Everything right. else... Of course. <laughs> when it comes to crimes, it is, it's, it's an ethical sort of thing. But typically, therapists do not have to report things from a very, very, very long time ago. So like, uh, so, no, so, if it, so if somebody says, I feel like yeah. doing something, you would probably have to report that, right? If you tell me when I leave here today, like if you say right now, Michelle, when I leave here today, I'm going to kill Cy and I know where Cy is and my gun is in my car, then I'm going to have to call the cops. If you say I'm thinking about killing Cy today, I'm going to be like, do you have a plan? Do you have a weapon? Do you have access to him? All those questions you have to ask to see how likely what if, is it uh, that this person is going to be a danger to themselves. What if Drew killed Saad 10 years ago and it's path of the statute of limitations? Then the, the goal is to do no harm. So if it's going to harm the client to disclose certain information, then <clears throat> you do not disclose that information unless it is if they are going to kill somebody else, they're going to kill themselves, or there's a child being neglected or abused. Well, that's that's nice to know. That being said, <laughs> we're going to take you off therapist talk for a minute. We're going to wind well, down. Well, no, it's, Wait, it's still still low key therapist talk. <laughs> it, if right. you think about it, because it, it, it deals with relationships. Well, I want to act like a bird, Drew. So I'm going to talk <laughs> about it anyway. So let's just talk to Nyla Nye. Okay, oh, not 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 therapist Nye, but Nye, okay, because it's some nasty shit. Officially uh, taking the hat off. Okay. All right, let's take the hat off for a little bit. Okay. Pause. Actually, no, that's not a pause. That's I'm not just a, a nasty nigga. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh goodness. All right. So I was in the we were on the car in the car riding here, mm-hmm. and Drew uh, announced to me. Well, he talked to me. We were talking. He said, "Um, 
My man Diddy. Now I'm defending. No, 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 no. I did not say my man Diddy. No, I you, said I'm saying you. I was talking about me from my perspective. Oh, okay. That's my man. I, I said your man. My man. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, let me don't have homie talk. You pull up, to, <laughs> pull up on the block. Mm-hmm. We on the stool. We chilling. Right. It's homie talk. Okay. Right. And I, I support Diddy wholeheartedly for a long time, but I can't support this. Uh oh. This okay. I can't support this. So what happened? So apparently, hypothetically, not hypothetically, allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly, yes. Allegedly speaking, now I don't put it past him either. Diddy is dating Lori Harvey. Okay. Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. And All right. Okay. Now, Lori Harvey is on record as being his son's ex. Oh. And, okay. oh, and, and she's 22 years old. Diddy, what? Mm. How old is he? 49. That's, mm. that's, okay. that's a big ass that's gap. A, that's a big ass gap. But I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. That's it shouldn't you- happen. <laughs> Like okay. I could understand a few like 10, 15 maybe, but mm. like 22, 49, like that's like what do y'all have in common? I mean she do things to things that he like. Okay. I think well, I think he could find somebody that ain't a nasty part to He could find somebody his age that looks Is that it's his son's <laughs> ex. Yeah. yeah. See what I would want to know is how his son feels about that. Because people, the more you talk to people, the more you realize that everybody has a different, like, gauge of what's appropriate and inappropriate to them. And sometimes we think that what we think is automatically a no to somebody else is like, no, I'm actually not bothered by that. So I would want to know how his son feels about that right from the beginning. After that, I want to do some some investigating. I think it's um, his oldest son. Justin. Justin. Oh, it's Justin. Justin. I think it's Christian's Mm -hmm. birthday right right about now or something like that or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I was on Diddy's Instagram. I'm like, oh, they're just having a celebration. It's, B- it's BET weekend right now. Mm. And his son, he was had his uh, um, camera on Justin. Justin, like, he was in a good spirit. He was there dancing, mm-hmm. doing his thing. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is just a rumor. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I said unofficially. Yeah. But it was reported. So if it's true, that's nasty. I, I mean, <laughs> it was on a lot of sites. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Like, it was saying they allegedly got engaged. But I was like, oh, that's, that's like, really... Too much. Like I could, I could see him mm. get, dating her and messing around with her or whatever. But well, no, being no, engaged, no. that would make it even worse because prior to the last episode, so we talked about episode three when I said he wasted Cassie's time because you said thing. he didn't want to get married, mm. and then oh, you want to get engaged now, my dude? That's like, what I'm you got to think Diddy's been through a lot these past weeks, so I'm like, that might not be so. Uh, you got the money, and you want to jump the gun and. That not be too might not be too far fetched. That, that is, mm. I think, think that's it. the dumbest his, his way. Kim Kim Porter's day passed away. I'm sorry, no, no disrespect. Mm-hmm. She passed away. Uh, he felt like he should have married her. Mm-hmm. That was the love of his life. Yep. Right. For real. For real. Mm-hmm. He ain't no love nobody else like he loved her. Cassie done moved on and went and um had a baby with all the audacities in the world. No, no, she came to her, she came to her goddamn Whatever. senses. Whatever. <laughs> Say and, what you want. And moved on with her life. She ain't and, move on with me to nerve this heifer. But so. um, <laughs> wow, she got on follow show. But wow, okay, okay, so that happened. So maybe he he's in a new relationship and he's feeling her. And you know he's impulsive right now. He's like, he's you know what? feeling a twenty two mm. year old. She might make him feel twenty two, Drew. Listen, it's, mm. it's it's some ladies his age that that don't look their age. You know, right. they look like they about thirty. You you right? Shout out to um Nicole Murphy. How you doing? <laughs> How you? I'm well, tagging this now. Is, I mean it's. Hollywood is a very different culture. You're right about yeah, that. It's a very nasty. Weird, oh, it's weird, nasty. Nasty. You thought that was nasty. No, no judgment. The culture nasty. is just different. And so 
I would be, I would just want to know how his son feels about that. If that has happened, if it hasn't happened, then we're just all speculating and just talking about something that's not true. But if it did, I just want to know how his son feels <coughs> and then what that looks like for them when they are still trying to be but a that family. that says a lot about Lori Harvey, no? Well, we already know about Lori Harvey. What we know about Lori Harvey? Because I just uh, heard, a, after I heard an Amit Mill song, that's when I really started okay. noticing. All right. I don't know too much. I know she went out with Trey songs, went out with Future. She went out she with- went uh, Future? Yeah. What was this? Mm-hmm. All right, you remember that? Uh, about that? I mean, no. nah, whatever. You me- <laughs> no, I'm not really up on. You remember? Uh, it was a photo where she ducked, dunked, ducked down oh, in the a car. car with Trey oh, that songs. was her. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Future wrote, I mean, it was on IG saying like, "You whack for that because I I see you." So mm-hmm. he he's like, so I mean, he, he he was messing with her. Like she's she's been around a block. <laughs> and apparently, Trey time. got somebody else pregnant on her. But they, I think they broke up around that time. So, but. Well, people, let's say, uh, first of all, I don't want to just say that she's been around the block because. Well, I mean, okay, let me, I, let me I, I clean know, it up. I know what you're trying yeah, to say. She, she's been with a lot of celebrities. Up, That's crazy. That a lot of people in the entertainment world and in Hollywood, yeah. they do tend to move in similar circles. Enter- so the entertainment the world is a small circle. Yeah, it's very small. And the amount of you. A lot of times people want to date people with a similar status or who understands their circumstances or who can match them in those ways. And because of that, people end up dating people that this person dated or that person dated. Yeah, but your son... Listen, if, I if, mean, I'm I. If, if Denzel, if Denzel Washington can, can have his his relationship with like, because I don't think uh, the wife is like. She's not really like a big name celebrity, whatever. But now nah, people you know, know her name, but she they, yeah, they, like yeah, that. but she she she, like yeah, so. If he could have a, a, it looks like a nice, decent relationship, have a fam- nice family. Yeah, I but think sometimes shit. people get into the world as single people, and then they reach their <laughs> success. That's right. And then they you have trust issues. No, not trust issues, but they then want to date people who also have the same economic status as they do. I mean, if right. you can equally afford a yacht, yoked. Dude, that's what they call it equally right. yoked. Like, I mean, if you can afford uh, a yacht and your partner cannot. And you want to like what be like equal partners? That's going to be a little bit different but financially. So, like, I, sometimes I, people want to. I, I get that, but with the whole Diddy Lori Harvey, I was like, she's not really equal to him. She's not. In what ways she, you mean? Well, she like she's Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. She's Steve Harvey's stepdaughter. Bag she really got. She has a bag, but it's not Diddy bag. Or it, close to Diddy's back. But it may not necessarily be about that's what finances. I know it's not about life. the, the I lifestyle in itself. Yeah, she I may definitely, still have access to the same lifestyle that he I has. definitely know that uh, it's, it's not anything financially mm-hmm. with, with Diddy going on out with her. It's basically the, the, the not equally yoked financially. It's basically... <laughs> okay. It's, he, I feel Diddy was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. Come here. Let's go. Let's, okay. I got, you know, I'll take you, you know, we probably, like, I'll take you to this place and this place. Of course, she's probably not paying for any, which, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. he'll, she'll, he's just pampering her, pampering her. So, but we're like, like a he big did. assumption here. But like a the, huge assumption. Because we do not know what their dynamic is like whatsoever. But it's Diddy. Excuse so what? me? What's that supposed to mean? Dude is, dude is nasty. We don't, we don't know. We don't know their dynamic. We don't know yeah, that at all. We well, yeah, no I don't, idea. I don't know if they're actually like together said, or whatever, but it's, it's just nasty. And then like, he has a prior history because, um, <laughs> Justin's, uh, mother, when he got her pregnant, she was very young. 
Maybe he likes younger did he, women. Did he like no, younger like, women? Did he like younger women? Because Cassie, when him and Cassie got together, she was um she was legal, but uh, I think she was legal. She was I like think 21. Justin's mom was like sixteen. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I, I look, man, I ain't mad at nobody. You can get you a a young tender Roni, you know what I mean? You, you I can't that I, old man. Me nah. personally, I I I don't mind dating a younger woman, but there has to be some type of, you know what I mean? You got some type of cut off, some type of, you know what I mean? What's break. your what, cut off? Well, let's see, I'm thirty. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of different. I'm I'm at the stage of my life where I'm trying to leave it in whoever trying to hit this. Leave you know what I mean? Leave it in, huh? You know. <laughs> Yes. What? What? You, you live in? You say you say you live in Brooklyn, New York. You heard me. And you want to leave it in? Whoever trying to hit this. So you want a baby? I'm thirty. Drew's about that time. You know I'm ready. You, I don't take care you, of everybody else's kid. You, I take you, care of everybody else's kid, right? <laughs> How many yo, kids? You, they think I got eight kids out here. Listen, here. they think take I got eight it, kids out here. Take care of a kid and actually raising a kid. I can raise mine. You can raise yours. I can raise mine. You know you just can't give it away. Like ah, here, here you go. Yeah. I'm done watching your kid. Yeah, that's why, you know what I mean? That means when you sleep, <clears throat> your baby crying. That's why I want to have, that's why I want to have an equally yoked partner. Equally Preferably, partner? and if not a partner, a friend, a good friend, you know what I mean? Snap Somebody that. that won't put me on child support, you know? A person oh. that won't put you on child support. <laughs> okay. Well, you better find a white, right one, buddy. Uh, no, you just better be a responsible father. I intend on being that. And also find someone who will not use the system to be spiteful. I'm with that. And See, that's the thing. That's a friend, it. somebody who's a real friend. Like, it's, all right, it two, didn't work out between us. Or we were just having fun. Something happened. But you know what? We have a responsibility to this child. And the, the back and forth, that doesn't help raise our child. Yeah, like then it's two parts to it. Some women put men on child support clearly because they are not Spiteful. holding up their end of the bargain. No, sometimes no, some, they are. Some where it's like legit not, need, I you ain't helping. Yeah, they're not financially. So now I have to go to like, to the higher ups. Right, all. right, right. And so then people, you know, utilize it for that. And then some people do use it to be spiteful. Well, I'm going to I'm interject you know, there because I feel like there's three parts. Because speaking to um, my team, Nasty Brothers, you know. And they, yes, they, that's they, size team, nasty brothers. Not, not. Yes. I, I'm not a part of that. You named them that because they nasty. Okay, I know their history. Let's hear this. All right, saints. They have kids. One of my mans was telling me, you know, sometimes you go do the child support just to beat her to the, to it. You're a responsible father. Mm-hmm. You know, she might, and you feel like, all right, I'm gonna go put myself on child support mm. because it'll kill all the middle middle bullshit. All the middle ground. I, I understand why people you know like, I mean? strategize that way, but... I mean, All right, I'm going to have a, this budgeted. Yeah, Let but, me go to the courts first. She can't say nothing. She can't pull nothing out of her hat. You see, know what I mean? From a and, family therapist perspective, we would have to figure this out. Because I believe that people need to be able to come to the table mature enough to figure out what's going to work best for their family. Even if you're not going to be a couple. And if it doesn't have to get to the courts, like there's some places, some people who need like the court to intervene. But I'm telling you, the courts would rather not. They would rather you just do what you need to do God and figure it them. out. Good. Because they would they don't want to be involved. When I was in Honduras, we had this big conversation about this because I don't believe in child support. I don't believe in that somebody in the court should tell me how I should spend or raise my child. Mm-hmm. And only reason I feel like Anybody who should be on child support is only strictly deadbeats. I feel like mm-hmm. a woman with a kingdom come to me and put me on child support. That means she's trying to tell me I'm a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. Me personally. And I know I'm no deadbeat. Mm-hmm. Deadbeat. Whatever. That's what I said. You said deadbeat. 
I, well, I meant dead beat. Shut the fuck. Oh, I'm trying to curse you. No, I'm not trying. Uh, you know, I'm trying not to uh, curse you. You was doing good. You was doing good. You was Thank doing you. Good. And I know I'm no Debbie. Oh, I'm not going to be a Debbie. Now, right. granted, I might not always have what you're asking for, but I'm mm-hmm. going to always put my best foot forward. Yeah, and I think that that's what that like. Is I might not be able best. to afford the J's, but here's something that was on sale. Right. That's the best approach to it. But the essentials are necessary. Like. If you bring a child into the world, they need a place to live. They Boom. need to be able Boy's to eat. They need clothes on their back. Boy's they need to that. be able to have the essentials for school and things like that. And then, so that should already be a given. But I think sometimes people and parents tend to argue about who's given the essentials and then who's given the plus. Mm. And that then becomes a big issue. Right. Like there may be one parent who, like, has the housing front and then the food front. And then because they're at the house, then they're picking them up. So they end up taking a big brunt of it. And my, my thing with that is I hear a lot of women complain about that. And I'm not saying y'all don't got the right to complain. My biggest thing with that is if it's my child, me personally, mm-hmm. and you having a problem with all that, well, maybe my kid needs to come live with a parent that doesn't. Mm. And that's when I'm fighting for my child. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be sitting up there going back and forth with you to the court about this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're having such a hard time, Maybe he, he or she needs to come live with me. Hmm. See, I mean, and that's a very interesting perspective. Some people do not take that perspective at all. Some people say, well, but, but they then they, choose, they, so they would have, have to see if that. you, you know, you have a, a lifestyle that works out with having that child. And that will be um, settled. Yeah, you know, so, they, you know, courts have to figure all that out. And I feel like my, my biggest issue with being a parent would probably be too involved. I think my baby mama would get sick of me. <laughs> baby mama would be I sick of you. I doubt that. Um, yeah, she probably gonna want this whole thing back. Oh lord! Oh, yeah. Well, like, hopefully, you know, hopefully you, you don't have to, you know, have that situation where you're yeah, not where she's just the baby mama. Relationship <laughs> with your family as best she could, you she, can. She, she, she could probably, hopefully, she's just your wife, you know, mm. or girlfriend if you don't want to get married. Well, yeah. I will say this: um, I like talking to Nai. She's a great therapist, a great friend, and we are hoping to have you as a reoccurring person Aww. on this show. Yes, um, and I only say that because that right there is a whole other subject that we have to open up that Ooh. I want to get into because I'm going to tell you how I feel about all that what, next time you're here. What, relationships? Oh, relationships, Ooh. marriage, Ooh. and baby mothers. Oh, my God. You want to talk about marriage? Yeah, I want to talk about marriage. Oh, I, I can't was wait almost to, engaged. I can't wait, wow. to this, I can't okay. wait to this listener hears that part. I was almost engaged. I could talk about marriage. <laughs> Okay. I can't wait. You know what listeners going to be highly upset when you talk about marriage. You know what? Let's just man. Listen, man. It's going to be a judgment-free zone. Yeah, judgment-free zone. So, so I, I don't see. care. I'm just going to chuckle after it. They, they, <laughs> judge, they judge me every time I open my mouth, so I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. But you know what? I, I like the idea that you do say what you feel. That's that's really important. No matter how right. controversial it can be, Man, please. I do appreciate that you say what you feel because I think people need the space to be able to do that because you only can grow from being able to we'll tell the let, truth first. We'll let Drew be the PC one. He always trying to he he always trying to correct me and uh, come to my savior when I didn't ask for it. Hey man, Yo, sometimes you gotta let your man's drown, B. Oh, dad. Oh, all right. I'll take note. <laughs> Okay, okay. I don't need saving all the time, but thank you for joining us. Thank um, you. Thank you for having me. This was a, a lot of fun. Until next time, Naya on Life. Yes, and, uh, you know, we'll picture the website down in your IG. Yeah, let's know yeah, when that thank comes. Thank you. You know? I'll let y'all know when that officially drops. Until next time, good folks, you have been tuned in to the motherfucking Stoop Kids. Thanks for you for hitting the block with us.
Peace. Bye.